your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 318 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, what I thought we could do, today kind of has a strange feel to it just because This is going to be the second consecutive night where the Rangers are actually off. And as we talked about in some recent episodes, this is the only time in the month of March that the Rangers have consecutive days off. They had 16 games in the total of just 29 days. And so that's obviously pretty crazy. And there's two schools of thought here, right? Of course, you know, the prevailing thought right now is, well, the Rangers are rolling. They have won three out of their last four. They've played well in all four of those games. You want to keep going. You want to uh, continue to take the ice and just continue to put your best foot forward and continue to rack up wins. On the other hand, it's probably not the worst thing that a team that, again, plays 16 games in 29 days is finally getting a little bit of a breather here. Normally, I would want to just keep rolling with my team on a roll the way the Rangers are on a roll. But when you factor in the simple fact that, again, 16 games in 29 days, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that the Rangers finally get a little bit of a break here, and you just hope that they can kind of recharge their batteries, step onto the ice Thursday night against the Philadelphia Flyers, and put their best foot forward. As far as that game is concerned, the Rangers, believe it or not, they are now just two points behind the Philadelphia Flyers for fifth place in the Eastern Division, and they are only four points behind the Boston Bruins for fourth place. Now, That does come with a little bit of a caveat because the Bruins have had a ton of games postponed and they do now have three games in hand on the Rangers. But the Rangers, nevertheless, starting to make a little bit of headway here, starting to make their move. Hopefully we get another second half surge from this team just like we did last season. And as far as Rangers Flyers go, there has not been a starting goalie announced for either team, although it's certainly starting to look like it could be Igor Shesterkin because he was today activated off of the injured reserve list, and Keith Kincaid has now been placed on the taxi squad. Kincaid was still practicing with the team today, along with both Igor and Alex Georgiev. It's unfortunate for Keith Kincaid. I mean, he's played a lot better than I think a lot of us were probably anticipating. It looks like he's kind of breathed some new life into his career. I would imagine when next year rolls around, he'll probably be on an opening night roster somewhere, unless, of course, he's still with the Rangers, because with the Rangers, I I think going forward, he's still going to be pretty firmly entrenched behind Igor Shosturkin and Alex Georgiev. I can't see him jumping either one of them in the pecking order. I know Kincaid has played well. I know Georgiev went through a little bit of a funk recently, but he certainly seems to have turned it around since then. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, he deserves better than watching these games from the press box just based on how he's played. But if Igor and Georgiev are both healthy, they're both ready to go, I think those are going to be the two guys that you see uh, dressed pretty much night in and night out. We'll see if they look to get a game to Kincaid every once in a while. I don't think they really want to go back to that three-goalie rotation because we saw uh, just how 
difficult it was to manage that. You know, it's just hard to keep everybody happy and, and give everybody enough playing time. And, you know, this guy's going to be a healthy scratch. Now that guy's going to be a healthy scratch on and on. It's just not really a, a formula that tends to work. But we'll see how the Rangers look to play it going forward. In some ways, it is a good problem to have because right now, I think if you're a Ranger fan, you're feeling pretty good about all three of these guys, at least based on how they've played recently. Obviously, Igor's been out with an injury, but he's coming back in due time. And I think everybody still pretty much sees him as the long-term franchise goalie. I know I do, and I know I'm not alone in that sentiment as far as uh, the Ranger fans are concerned. If they're activating Eeyore off the IR, then I think that probably points to him starting on Thursday against the Flyers, because otherwise I'm not really sure why you would do that. You would probably just uh, roll with Kincaid and Georgiev as your two active goalies again. There'd be no reason to uh, activate Igor if he wasn't indeed going to play and start against the Flyers. Another transaction that the Rangers made, Tarmo Reuninen has been sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. He only dressed in one game with the Rangers and actually picked up an assist on a goal by Artemi Panarin. That was on March 15th against the Flyers. Ryuninen skated in 8 minutes and 57 seconds of ice time in that game and looked pretty comfortable. You know, I, I thought he did pretty well for himself. Certainly didn't look overwhelmed or anything like that, but he will now head back to the AHL. I mean, it's basically just a numbers game. The Rangers, as we talked about in a recent episode, it looks like they are pretty much locked and loaded on the blue line as far as which defenseman they're going to roll with going forward. I mean, it looks like pretty much every night it's going to be Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller, Smith, and Hayek, unless one of those guys kind of basically plays themselves out of a role. And I really don't see that happening yet. Like we talked about in a previous episode, it feels like for the first time all season, the Rangers are looking to continue to roll with those six guys for the foreseeable future. And as for Rayunanen, it's probably more beneficial for him to play in games with the Hartford Wolfpack than it is to watch games from the press box with the New York Rangers. And if he stays with the Rangers, I think that's pretty much what he's looking at, again, at least for the foreseeable future. But he was off to a nice start with the Hartford Wolfpack this season. He earned that call-up uh, after playing 10 games with them. He scored two goals and had three assists. So uh, he was kind of the next man up for the Rangers, got into the one game to make his NHL debut. But for the time being, at least, he will head back to Hartford. And we've also got an update on Vitaly Kravtsov. He was practicing with the Rangers today. He skated with the team yesterday with the extras, but today he was actually a full participant in practice. We're going to be talking about that, as well as what else the Rangers might look to do with the trade deadline in terms of guys on the Rangers who could conceivably be traded. Not necessarily that it will happen or that it should even be expected to happen, but we're going to continue to talk about guys on the Rangers who at least possibly, possibly could be moved at the trade deadline. We will do that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations around the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. 
Go to BuiltBar.com or to at BuiltBar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've got some breaking news for the Rangers as far as uh, how they're going to line up against the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night, Thursday night. Igor Shesterkin will indeed be back in net, so that basically uh, just confirms everything that we suspected, everything that we just talked about a couple of minutes ago. Really, there would be no point in activating him off the injured reserve list unless you were indeed going to start him in that game on Thursday, and that is, in fact, what the Rangers are going to do. The other bit of news, we were just about to talk about Vitaly Krasov. We have news on him as well. He will not play in Thursday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, and, you know, I think that's fine. It's cool. You know, he's kind of just getting acclimated. He, of course, had his first, you know, official practice with the team today on Wednesday, and then yesterday on Tuesday, he was skating with the extras. But uh, yeah, I mean, in short order, I do expect Vitaly Krasov to dress for this team, but the Rangers probably thinking that it might behoove him to get a couple of practices with the team under his belt before they throw him out there for a game. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, he'll be watching from the press box on Thursday, but maybe he's out there on Saturday for Saturday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then on Sunday, the Rangers play the Washington Capitals. Those are both afternoon games. So we'll look to see how it goes. I mean, maybe uh, between you know today's practice and tomorrow's practice and Friday's practice, maybe by then Vitaly Krasov is ready to go and we see him make his New York Ranger debut. But it has to be coming before long because if the Raiders weren't planning on playing Vitaly Krasov in relatively short order here, then he would not be with the Rangers right now. They would have sent him straight to the Hartford Wolfpack, and he'd be playing in games with them. So you got to believe it's coming sooner rather than later, and possibly even as soon as Saturday's game, once again against the Philadelphia Flyers, the second of a uh, two-game series with the Philadelphia Flyers. But let's go ahead and change gears here and uh, get into what we talked about in the intro, and that's going to be continuing to look up and down this Ranger roster and just kind of looking at anybody who could conceivably be traded. There's a lot of names on this list. I don't necessarily expect them to be traded. I don't even think that they should be traded, but it's something that we started in a previous episode. It was our March 17th episode. If you missed that one, you can go back and check it out right now. The name of that episode is Which Rangers Could Be Dealt at the Trade Deadline? And in that episode, we covered uh, some of the more obvious candidates, but then also some not so obvious candidates. We went through uh, Brennan Smith, why he could be traded. Also, Jack Johnson. Obviously, that's not going to be happening now since he's basically out for the season. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, you know the Rangers want to move on from him. Julian Gauthier, my reasoning there was just that it's starting to get crowded as far as Ranger forwards are concerned. And to me, just from kind of an outsider looking in, I'm not so sure he's ever really been a David Quinn kind of guy. I just, I don't know. It seems like it's a, a total uphill battle for him to get into the lineup, to stay in the lineup, uh, to get some top nine minutes, whatever it might be. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like Julian Gauthier is a, a Ranger for life necessarily. And then also Alex Georgiev. That was a little bit of a dark horse candidate, a uh, little bit of a curveball there at the end. But uh, those were the five we talked about in the prior episode. You can go back and hear my thoughts on all those. But today we're going to pick up right where we left off. And again, huge disclaimer here. I am not advocating for any of these players to be traded. I'm not even suggesting that they should be traded or that they will be traded. I'm just floating out the possibility. I'm looking up and down this roster and looking at every single player that I think there's basically any chance that they could 
could get moved at the trade deadline. And we're going to start with a big one here today, and that's going to be Pavel Buchnevich. Buchnevich, as you guys all know, is enjoying quite the breakout season for himself here. He's always shown flashes ever since he's been with the Rangers, but it feels like at 25 years old, he's finally starting to hit his stride, find that consistency that's kind of eluded him in his previous four seasons with the New York Rangers. Right now, he's on pace to smash his career highs, uh, at least when you consider the fact that it's a 56-game regular season. If you look at it in terms of points per game, he will absolutely smash his career highs so far, he's played 30 games with the Rangers. He's got 29 points, 11 goals, and 18 assists. His previous career best was last year when he had 16 goals and 30 assists for a total of 46 points in 68 games. So in terms of points per game, he has gotten better in all five of the seasons that he has spent with the New York Rangers. He debuted when he was young. He was only 21 years old when he made his New York Ranger debut. And like we said, he's just getting better and better and better with every season that goes by. That doesn't sound like somebody you should be looking to unload, if I'm being perfectly honest here. And you know, I'm big on that. When you've got somebody who season after season after season continues to get better and better, that works for me, even if it's a little bit of a slower pace than you might like. And I think, you know, as a little bit of an aside here, maybe that's why I'm a little patient when it comes to guys like Kako and Lafreniere, because, you know, Kako, I realize that there's a lot of us who probably expected him to be a little bit further along midway through his second season here. But if you look at the total package, he is a better all-around player this year than he was last year. Lafreniere, I mean, he's been up and down. He did have that outburst a while back where he had three goals and three assists in six games. He's cooled down quite a bit since then. But yeah, I mean, as, as long as a player is consistently getting better, that's somebody that I would like to try to keep in the fold if at all possible. Now, Buchnevich, this further complicates the matter. He is a restricted free agent when the season ends. And there is also the issue that the Rangers have a lot of players that sooner or later are going to have to get paid. I mean, there are some superstars in the making on this New York Ranger roster right now. You look at guys like Adam Fox, he's definitely going to need to get paid. You look at somebody like Igor Shesterkin, he's definitely going to need to get paid. I mean, that's your franchise goalie, yeah, more than likely. And even guys like Ryan Lindgren, you're really going to want to keep him in the mix. Keandre Miller, I know it's just his rookie season, and he's just getting started, but he looks like the real deal. They took him in the first round. He's somebody that I think they're going to want to keep around for a long time. Mika Zibanejad, I mean, that's that could be a whole episode in and of itself where we debate how the Rangers should approach Mika Zibanejad because he is having a little bit of a down season, even though he's finding his game recently. But he's a free agent after next season, too. I mean, do you want to keep Mika? And if you do, then can you also fit in Pavel Buchnevich? There's all these rumors also that the Rangers are looking to trade for Jack Eichel. You can't keep everybody. I mean, that's the bottom line. And if you believe in selling high then maybe you at least think about this if you're the Rangers. And, and there might be some people listening to this that are, you know, banging their fists on the table right now and saying, yes, sell high. Sell high on Buchnevich. He's never been this player before. He might not be able to keep up this kind of uh, consistency throughout the years going forward. But for me, it's just really tough to uh, to trade somebody like this because I've always liked Buchnevich. Anybody who's listened to this show for any amount of time definitely knows that. I was half kidding, but there was a game against the Boston Bruins last year, and I'm sure a lot of people will remember this as well. But basically, there was a stoppage in front of the Ranger net. I, I think Georgiev was in net at the time. And a little bit of an altercation between, I believe it was Bergeron and Lindgren. And they were kind of pushing each other, but nothing too serious. You know, just stuff that happens after the whistle. It is what it is. And Brad Marchand takes it upon himself to basically sneak up behind Ryan Lindgren and viciously 
cross-check him down to the ice. And so what does Pavel Buchnevich do? He even more viciously cross-checks Marshan in the back and knocks him down to the ice. So I was joking at that moment, but I was really only half-joking that Pavel Buchnevich, right at that very moment, became my favorite player on the New York Rangers. Who knows? Maybe that's the moment that, that a fire was lit under Pavel Buchnevich, and he's kind of just gone to this next level. But you watch this guy play this year. He's got fantastic chemistry with Kreider and Zibanejad. That line is finally clicking. It seems like all three guys are kind of pointing in the right direction at this point. But Buchnevich, you know, again, you watch him this year. Forget about the stats. Just do the eye test. He just has a different look in his eyes this year, man. He he's just feels like a completely different kind of player. He's more assertive. He's more aggressive. And he's had a little bit of streakiness this season, but it's not nearly as profound as it's been in prior seasons with the New York Rangers. I mean, he gets hot, and then he'll cool off slightly. But I emphasize slightly because his downs this season have been nothing compared to what we've seen as far as, you know, his downs in other seasons. Because there have been stretches, you know, six, eight, ten games, whatever it might be, where, where Pavel Buchnevich basically just disappears. That's been the case in other seasons. That has not been the case this season. So it's a tough call, but I got to try to find a way to, to hang on to Pavel Buchnevich if I'm the New York Rangers. And I would not be looking to trade him. The only way, if you're the Rangers, that you should be looking to trade this guy is if you are completely convinced that, okay, he's playing over his head right now. This is not going to be the norm for him, and we can get a lot for him. But again, what do you really want for Pavel Buchnevich at this point? You know, we talk about getting all these prospects and getting all these draft picks. The Rangers have a ton of prospects. They have a good amount of draft picks as well, so what would you really be looking in return for Pavel Buchnevich? The only thing I can think of is some kind of a package that involves acquiring Jack Eichel, and that's going to be a theme as we continue to run through this list of players here. There's some guys on this list that I think the only way you move them is if Jack Eichel is included in the return. But for me, yeah, I, I got to find a way to try to get something done with Pavel Buchnevich and keep him in the fold because it looks like he's just entering his prime uh, right about now. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's keep this list going with another pretty big name here, and that's going to be Ryan Strom. Again, this does not mean that I'm campaigning for Strom to be traded. In fact, I'll just say it right now. I do not want Ryan Strom to be traded for several reasons. First of all, the Rangers are very thin at center. This is something we've talked about in the past, and Ryan Strom has been the New York Rangers' best center this season. When Ryan Strom is at his absolute best and Mika Zibanejad is at his absolute best, certainly Mika Zibanejad is the better player of the two, but Mika Zibanejad has not been at his best for the majority of this season. It looks like he's getting close 
close to that in these last handful of games. He's, you know, starting to look more like the Mika Zibanejad that we saw last season. But be that as it may, Ryan Strom was a, a big part of helping keep this team afloat for a while there because Mika wasn't playing well. Chris Kreider wasn't playing well. We had everything that happened with Artemi Panarin and scoring was just down overall for the Rangers. But Ryan Strom continued to be a source of points for this team. And the thing that I really like this year is he sort of, I don't want to say erased, but basically... Uh, kind of downplayed the myth that, oh, well, last year his numbers were only up because he was with Artemi Panarin. Yes, that's true to an extent, but Ryan Strom this season showed that he can get the job done and continue to be a contributor even when he's not out there necessarily with Artemi Panarin. And again, you know, the Rangers, they go into this pass off season and they have two really key free agents, I thought, where it was kind of 50-50, where it seemed like whether they could trade them or sign them to long-term deals, they were Ryan Strom and Tony D'Angelo. And at the time, I said that I think Ryan Strom is actually more important simply because, again, the Rangers don't have a whole lot of depth at center right now. They don't have any prospects. They didn't have any prospects at the time that were about to make their debut. There were no really great free agent centers available, or at least not as many as there might be in other free agency seasons. I don't really know who was available as far as a trade was concerned. Plus, you got to give something up to get somebody in a trade. So to me, it made all the sense in the world to do what the Rangers did, and that's kind of give Ryan Strom a little bit of a bridge contract. He gets a little bit of a raise. He's back in the fold for two seasons, and I fully expect him to play out this two-year contract with the New York Rangers, and it might even be possible that they give him another contract when this one ends because... If you take Ryan Strom out of the equation, either right now or even in the offseason, even if there's an offseason trade of Ryan Strom, then who's centering the second line? I mean, I guess it would be Philip Heedle by process of elimination. It would pretty much have to be Heedle. Or, you know, I guess maybe you could move Colin Blackwell to center. He's played some center in his NHL career, but I'm not really willing to do that. Philip Heedle's been up and down. He's been an inconsistent player. I still like Philip Heedle. I still like his long-term prospects with the New York Rangers. And actually, last week, we had Vince Mercagliano join the show. Definitely go back and check that one if you happen to miss it. But he was saying that, you know, talking to people in the Ranger organization, uh, they love Philip Heedle. I mean, they, they really think he's on the verge of, you know, a breakout and becoming a big-time player in this league. Be that as it may, let's give that time to happen. Philip Heedle, believe it or not, still just 21 years old. So maybe... At the end of next season, you know, Filipino plays the rest of this season with the Rangers. He plays next season with the Rangers. Maybe at that point, he's ready to take on a bigger role with this team. And he's ready to play a top six role. And he's ready to center that second line. And maybe at that point, if you're the Rangers, you can decide that, okay, we can let Ryan Strom walk in free agency. But they're not there yet. They need Ryan Strom on this team right now. And really... Even when his contract is up after next season, I think the Rangers should at least give some consideration to re-signing him on a similar deal. I mean, it's not like he's going to be very old. He's 27 now. He'll be uh, 29 then. So I wouldn't be so fast to push Ryan Strom out the door. And again, what are you hoping to get in return for Strom? I mean, do you want another draft pick? I don't really know what the point of that would be. I, I wouldn't give up a guy who's already a proven good player on your team for, I don't know, like a second or third round draft pick. And, you know, now we got to wait a couple of years for this guy to develop. Again, the Rangers, their farm system is pretty loaded. There's a lot of guys that they feel pretty good about. And if you're worried about the lack of depth at center for the Rangers and you're not convinced that Ryan Strom is the solution, then, you know, maybe after this season or after next season when Strom's contract expires, maybe then you look to bring in a center via free agency. Jack Eichel could be a Ranger by then. I mean, who knows? But this is something else I want to talk about. The Buffalo Sabres, 
I mean, I obviously don't know what they're thinking necessarily, but I can't imagine why they would have any interest whatsoever in Ryan Strom. And it's not because Ryan Strom isn't a good player, but it goes back to what we've been talking about for the last few minutes here. Ryan Strom is going to be a free agent after next season. So if you're the Buffalo Sabres and you're looking to trade Jack Eichel, you're looking for young Big-time players, guys probably that have preferably made their NHL debut. I mean, I'm sure if the Rangers come calling about Jack Eichel, they're going to ask about Lafreniere. They're going to ask about Kako. They're going to ask about Keandre Miller. All the young players who have, obviously, a ton of upside, they're not going to be interested in 27-year-old Ryan Strom when he's a free agent after next season, unless they somehow think that moving on from Jack Eichel and bringing in Ryan Strom is going to lead them to a Stanley Cup championship next season, which it obviously will not. It makes your team worse, and that's nothing against Strom, but he's not at Jack Eichel's level. So I don't see why the Sabres would have any interest whatsoever in Ryan Strom. So he's not going to be part of a package that fetches the Rangers' Jack Eichel, unless it's just something of a salary dump for the Rangers and the Sabres are getting a lot of other assets that they really like. That's the only way it would happen. But yeah, I mean, for me, there's no reason to trade Strom. Let him play out his contract and see where you are as an organization then. Do you still need Ryan Strom at that point? Do you still feel like you would be thin at center if you let him walk in free agency? If the answer is yes, then maybe bring him back. If the answer is no, maybe you can afford to let him walk. Or maybe even you trade him at next year's trade deadline if the Rangers, uh, if the landscape at center looks a little bit different for the Rangers at that time. But right now, yeah, I, I do not want to see them move on from Ryan Strom in any way, shape, or form at this trade deadline. I'll just throw out one more name for today, and then we can wrap up this list in a future episode, probably even tomorrow's episode, because as we know, the Rangers do not play tonight. So yeah, we can probably uh, finish up this list in tomorrow's episode. But for right now, let's also go ahead and talk about Brandon Lemieux possibly being somebody who the Rangers could, again, could trade. I don't expect this to happen. I personally would not do this. But the reason his name comes up a little bit for me is that we've seen Brandon Lemieux get himself into the doghouse for David Quinn quite a few times. You know, there's times where he'll take a penalty that he shouldn't be taking, and he finds himself benched for the rest of the game and or healthy scratched for the next game. We've seen him as a healthy scratch a couple of times this year, actually, and it's usually for disciplinary reasons. It's not necessarily because, like, oh, well, this guy can't play. There's 12 guys that are better than him. No, it's usually because uh, he does something that doesn't necessarily uh, warm David Quinn's heart, shall we say. And the other thing that's really big here, and another reason why it's at least possible, that they could move somebody like Brandon Lemieux. And again, I don't think this will happen, but it's something that I'm acknowledging could happen. Uh, it's starting to get really crowded at forward for the Rangers, and you guys have probably picked up on this, because now Vitaly Krasov is in the mix. He's going to make his debut in relatively short order, you would have to think. Brett Howden right now is on the COVID list, but he's going to be back sooner or later. And Philip Giuseppe, same thing. He's on the COVID list, but he's going to be back sooner or later as well. So you're basically looking at 15 forwards now for 12 spots. And on one hand, that is a good problem to have. It's nice if you're the Rangers that you have so many players that you feel comfortable plugging into the lineup. But on the other hand, I don't know how you keep all these guys happy. I don't know how you rotate all these guys in and out of the lineup every single night. And I don't know that Brandon Lemieux can necessarily maintain his roster spot because there's a lot of guys that... You know, the Rangers are going to be looking to get into the lineup. I mean, Philip DiGiuseppe has played very well, done a great job in the fourth line. you got to imagine they're going to want to work him back into the mix. Brett Howden, I mean, he's a good penalty killer and seems to be a favorite of David Quinn. So you got to figure he'll be, you know, working back into the lineup from time to time. And once Krasov goes into the lineup, he ain't coming out of the lineup to be a healthy scratch. I really can't see that happening. So, I mean, you weigh all these things. You know, Kevin Rooney at the start of the season was somebody who could be a candidate to be a healthy scratch on any given night. I think he even was a healthy scratch once or twice at the beginning of the year, but he's played very well for the Rangers. Been a, a valuable presence on the bottom six and a very good penalty killer in his own right. I don't see Kevin Rooney coming out of the lineup, so it is crowded. And, and Colin Blackwell's another one. I mean, we can go on and on. We've seen him as a healthy scratch a couple of times this season, and really 
didn't do anything to deserve to be a healthy scratch. That's kind of become a theme, and now it's more crowded than ever. So you're going to have several players on any given night as healthy scratches that shouldn't be. And this all leads me back to Brian Lemieux, that if the Rangers start to feel that it's too crowded, they might send somebody on, on his way. And I feel like it could be somebody like Lemieux just because, again, he's gotten himself into David Quinn's doghouse quite a few times, and they do have some other guys that they can plug into the fourth line and feel pretty good about. Again, I would not trade Lemieux. I think he's under contract for a very reasonable amount. I think he's somebody who goes out there, stands up for his teammates. He'll drop the gloves when he needs to. Uh, we saw him fight Nick Ritchie at the end of a game earlier this season. That was awesome to see him uh, be willing to do that. He can play on the power play in a pinch. And the other reason I don't think I would trade Lemieux if I was the Rangers is because I don't really expect the return to be anything all that special. I mean, what would you realistically get for Brian Lemieux? Like a fourth round draft pick, maybe a third round draft pick. I mean, it's possible. But again, you know, the Rangers have these prospects. I don't think they're in a position where they need to be constantly uh, stockpiling draft picks at this point. So to me, I don't think Brandon Lemieux gets traded. But the only other thing I want to mention here as far as, you know, why he'd be on this list. If you guys remember this past offseason, the Rangers had a number of free agents. And Brandon Lemieux, to me, going into the offseason was the shoe-in that he would be back with the Rangers because, first of all, it wouldn't take that much to re-sign him, and second, I think the Rangers felt pretty good about what he brought to the table for their team the year before. So this is this is a layup. We're going to bring back Brandon Lemieux. He'll get like a two- or three-year deal, very reasonable cost, um, whatever. You know, it, it's going to be very simple. Instead, Brandon Lemieux was actually the last of the Rangers free agents last year to re-sign with the team. And again, I might be reading into something that's not even there. I'm not in the room when these guys are doing their contract negotiations. It might have been a relatively minor detail, some fine print that they were going over. That might be why it took so long for Brandon Lemieux to be re-signed. But is it at least possible that there was some hesitancy to bring him back, that maybe they would look to trade him instead? He was a restricted free agent after all. Uh, I think that's at least possible, too. I think we have to at least acknowledge that possibility. But for me, yeah, I wouldn't move Brian Lemieux either. And really, I mean, looking at this entire list, whether it's the last episode that we covered, all these guys that might be traded, or today's episode, I'm not in all that big of a rush to shove any of them out the door. Again, I am just simply presenting every name on the Ranger roster who I think there's at least some chance that they could, could be moved at the trade deadline. So we knocked out another three today, and we'll finish this list in tomorrow's episode. We'll get into some other things, too. We'll start to preview the uh, Ranger Flyer game. As we all know, uh, Igor Shesterkin going to be back in net, so that's really cool to see as well. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.